You're listening to a podcast appearing on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. The sound of the voice on the other end of a 911 call is almost always delivered frantically. The needs of the caller on the other end of a 911 call are ones that need to be met immediately. The services sent to a caller during a 911 call are always delivered efficiently. The stories, perspectives, and details created by these calls over more than 20 years are life lessons and legacies for everyone involved, including me. The records are archived for all time, like this podcast, digitally. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa. This is Digitally Dispatched. In the news headlines recently, we have heard about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard embroiled in a large court case in reference to defamation, and he's bringing a case against Amber Heard. But throughout the court case, we find out there's a whole long list of situations involving domestic violence. And I went back and I re-listened to some information because I work as a police dispatcher. I wanted to know what the 911 call sounded like from Amber Heard when she called in to report that Johnny had been physically violent with her. And I couldn't actually find the actual 911 recording, but I did find the testimony from the officers that went to the scene and talked to Miss Heard in reference to the 911 calls. Now, apparently there was two 911 calls that came in. The first one, the officers responded. It was a male and a female officer, and they knocked on the door, and it took quite a while for someone to answer, but they did. The lawyers made a point of saying that you were only there for 15 minutes. Well, the reason for that is because literally nothing was found. The officer spoke with Miss Heard, and she was crying. That's typical in a domestic case, right? They asked her, if her husband was there and she stated, no, he was already gone. So they verified that the alleged threat was no longer on scene so that she was in a safe place. They spoke with her. They asked her several questions to which she really wasn't giving them any straight answers. She was not being very cooperative with the officers. They came in, they checked the residence, make sure everything was okay, that she wasn't lying, that maybe he was still there. But they were satisfied that there was nothing in disarray inside the apartment or the penthouse. I'm sorry, this is Johnny Depp. So, you know, he lives in a penthouse. And they spoke with her, saw her physically face to face and did not see any physical injuries to her. The officers left their business card with her and told her that if she had anything else that she wanted to talk about, that she could call later. Now, people might question why would they leave a business card if she said nothing happened or she was fine or whatever, she wasn't answering questions. That's a courtesy that a lot of officers do. They leave their name and, well, their name and numbers on the business card. And sometimes they'll jot down what the incident number was or the report number was so that they have a quick reference if they do call back and say, listen, I do need to talk to someone. And in domestic violence cases, a lot of times women don't want to be upfront initially because they're afraid of retaliation. They're afraid of embarrassment, whatever the case may be. Sometimes they'll come back later and want to talk about what really happened maybe in a more neutral environment than in their home. So a business card was left. The officer said, give us a call if you need anything more. Case closed. They left. A second 911 call came in. Two different officers responded to the penthouse. 
They knocked on the door and a male answered the door. Again, I uh, was watching the testimony on, on YouTube. Two male officers responded for the second call for domestic violence. When they knocked on the door, a male subject answered the door and the officer said, we received a second call in reference to domestic violence and we want to check and make sure everybody here is okay. And the man at the door was a little bit evasive. He was kind of trying to push the officers away, not physically, but verbally saying, yeah, yeah, two other officers were here a little while ago. They gave us a business card. Let, let me go get the business card for you. Well, that's not going to suffice. If you got a second call for violence, they have to make sure everything is fine. So the officers explained that to the man. He did let them in. And when they went in, there was at least three females on scene. We find that out through talking with the lawyers and testimony later. But according to their body cams, when they went in, there were other people inside the home. And the officers asked, which one of you is Amber Heard? To which you see a faint person in the background raise her hand. They verified you're Amber Heard. Yes. Is your husband here? No, he left over two hours ago. Okay, so we received a second call in reference to domestic violence. We need to check to make sure everybody's okay. To which, again, she really gave no answers, wasn't crying this time. She was there with her friends, and they, I guess, were talking or doing whatever they were doing. But nothing, again, was out of order. Nothing was busted up in the house. She looked fine. The officers, again, told her, if there's anything else you need, please feel free to give us a call. And they left. With that, the lawyer reiterated, again, why would you ask her to call you later if she's not giving you any information now? And like I said before, it could be she didn't want to talk in front of her friends. It could be that she wanted a neutral place, embarrassment, retaliation, all those things. So in my personal opinion, my personal opinion only, the officers did their due diligence in following up on a domestic violence call. There's not a whole lot they can do when there's no information being given or no signs of evidence that anything had happened. Now, this leads me into talking about some of my experience with domestic violence calls. I can't even count in 20 years how many domestic violence calls I've taken. Most of them have turned out to be, or should I say, allegedly verbal. Um, some of them have turned out to be physical. Some of the things I'd like my listeners to understand when you call in in reference to domestic violence, there are certain things that we as dispatchers need to know. Please know that no matter how many questions we're asking you, officers are already being dispatched to you. Usually, there's more than one dispatcher in the room. Usually, bare minimum, there's a call taker and a radio person. And while I'm the call taker asking the questions of you, my partner has officers already en route to you. And I'm going to try and remind you of that because it's a heightened state for you. When you call in, officers are on the way. So when you call in and tell me that you've been involved in a domestic situation with whomever's on scene, whether it's a spouse, a boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, a child, when you call in and tell me that you've been involved in a domestic violence situation, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, where is the other party? You're going to tell me if they're still on scene, if they're close to you, whatever. The next thing I need to verify is, was this a verbal disagreement or a physical disagreement? And based on what you tell me is going to change my questioning just a little bit. If it's verbal only, then I'm not going to ask if you need medical attention. But if it was verbal, I'm going to ask you, are you hurt or injured to where I need to send an ambulance to your location? And if that's the case, my partner is going to get an ambulance en route to you. 
and it costs nothing for EMTs to come and check you out just to make sure you're okay. There's no cost just to be checked out. Some other questions I'm going to ask you that are very, very important and vital to my officers responding in is, were there any weapons used? We need to know, A, if weapons were used against you, that's going to change the nature of the injuries if there are any. We're going to need to know if they held a knife to you, a gun to you, whether or not a weapon was used against you. We need to know if there's weapons inside the home and whether or not the assailant has access to those weapons. We let our officers know all this information as I'm gathering it. My partner's doing all that for me. We need to know how many people are inside the home. A lot of times, if a a domestic situation has happened between, say, a husband and a wife or two significant others, there could be children in the house too. We need to know where everybody's located. A lot of dispatchers will ask you, where the other person is. And if they're in the same room with you, they're going to ask you to try and put a door or a wall between you. That way you stay safe and the other party is safe. And that way things can't escalate. And I will, I can't even tell you, there's a lot of times that people get that ego boost of being on the phone with the police department and saying, oh yeah, well, they're going to come and arrest you and incite more issues between them and the person that they're arguing with. This is why we want to separate the two of you, because it doesn't matter what you say on 911. It doesn't matter who called. What matters is that everybody stays safe and we let the officers handle the situation when they get on scene. We'll also ask if either party is under the influence of drugs or alcohol. And people think sometimes that that's a little invasive. Well, it's because when we're in an altered state of mind, Everybody reacts differently. Some people with alcohol get mellowed out. Some people get aggressive. Same with drugs. We're not asking because we're making a judgment call. We're asking because we're concerned for your safety and the safety of the officers going in. One of the things that happens quite often when I get a domestic violence call on 911, I'll ask the caller, and it can be male or female. I mean, I get calls from both because anybody can be abused. Doesn't matter your gender, your age, or anything. But what happens is I'll get a call and the frantic person on the other end says the other person just beat him up, threw him to the ground, tried to choke him out. And so obviously we've got a physical domestic situation going on. Officers are responding to a physical domestic And that's going to, they're always going to go quicker to a domestic call regardless because it's a domestic violence call. It doesn't matter if it's verbal or physical, they're responding. But if it's physical and it's in progress, they're heightened even more, you know, lights and sirens, everything, they're on their way. And then my officers get on scene, they handle everything, they tell me status is clear, and they don't pull a report number. So they're not taking a report on this huge call that I just took. And they're going, show me back in service, verbal only. Wait a minute. That's not what I was told. I was told that they got choked out. They got knocked to the ground, that they were being held against their will up against a wall. And you're telling me this was verbal only? Well, why does that happen? Well, that's because the caller sometimes thinks if I embellish a little bit, they're going to get here quicker and I'm going to be taken care of quicker. They're going to take me more seriously. I guarantee you any call in reference to domestic violence, whether it's verbal or physical, is going to be responded to in the same manner. They're coming no matter what. It doesn't matter if you embellish 
but please be honest with us because we want everybody to be safe. And officers going into what is potentially a physical situation, they're going to be a little more aggressive than if it's a verbal situation. And we don't want anybody to get caught in the crossfire of that. To give you a little behind-the-scenes perspective of what's happening when my officers are responding to a domestic violence call, while I'm on the phone with you, one of the things to remember is that when it comes to, well, pretty much any case, but especially a domestic violence case, is we're going to be investigating behind the scenes to see what the address history is, to see if we've responded before in reference to other domestic cases, whether or not the parties were inebriated or whether there was weapons on scene, whether or not it was verbal or physical in the past. We need that for our toolbox. It helps us get a a more well-rounded picture of what's actually going on at that address. The last little bit that I want to talk about is how to protect yourself and what our officers can do to help you. If you're involved in a domestic situation and it's happening right now, please call 911 and get help there immediately so that we can diffuse the situation and make sure that everybody stays safe. If a domestic happened days prior and you now want to talk to an officer, that's okay. You can come into the station if you don't want an officer to respond to your home. If you're afraid of the other party, if you're afraid of retaliation or anything like that, just come into your local police department and talk to them about what happened. What can be done at that point? My officers can give you business cards like we talked about in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case, and that will give you someone to reach out to if it ever happens again. They can give you a victim's assistance card. All officers cross everywhere. I mean, nationwide, they have victim's assistance cards for whatever state they're in. They may be called something different, but to say I need a victim's assistant card, every single officer working is going to know what you're talking about. You can call your dispatcher. You can call me and say, listen, I need to get out of a really bad situation. Do you have any numbers for women's shelter? I guarantee you every dispatch center is going to have that. They're going to have help for you across the board, whether you need mental health care, whether you need shelter away from the assailant, anything. I mean, we're there to help you, to give you the resources. That's what they give us to help you out. There's also a domestic abuse hotline that I'd like to share with you. The domestic abuse hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, that's 1-800-799-7233. One more time, 1-800-799-7233. And that's for the domestic abuse hotline. And you can call that 24 hours a day, every day of the week and there will be somebody there to answer your calls. There are also, depending on what state you're in, you can look up on the internet. There's numbers for local hotlines, like in your county or in your city, or if you're in a big city like St. Louis or Chicago or anything like that, they may have their own. Just Google it. Resources are available to you, not only through your police department, fire department, but they're available to you on the internet. So don't hesitate to look those up and call those numbers if you need help. Those will also be in the show notes for this episode at my website, digitallydispatched.com. Again, digitallydispatched.com. We've discussed a lot of really heavy stuff here today, and no doubt you're going to have questions. If you do, I'm here to answer those questions. Go on over to my website, digitallydispatched.com, fill out the quick web form, 
and ask your questions. I'm more than happy to respond to you and maybe even have another episode to discuss all those questions. Again, digitallydispatch.com, fill out the web form, and I'll get you the answers that you need. There is no excuse for domestic violence, no matter what. If you feel that you need help, call 911. Officers will be sent to keep you safe. The calls, stories, and legacies I share are dispatched digitally. The lessons learned by all, the callers, you, especially me, are a piece of my life's unfolding story that I'm proud to share and are preserved digitally. Your thoughts, ideas, and comments can be sent to me electronically at my website, digitallydispatched.com. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa. And you have been digitally dispatched.